As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, so, hey everybody, my bad. I'm not trying to do these two-parters anymore. By, uh, it's not on purpose that I'm doing these double episodes, part ones and part twos. It's straight-up stupidity and accidental bullshit. Mail comes in and trying to figure things out and the dishes while I'm playing my podcasts and stupid things I do, Wi-Fi errors and whatever else. So I'm going to get back and... I don't know if I'm going to be able to start up exactly where it was, but uh, I think there's 13 minutes left of what I had to say. And then it's the freighter's testimonial from someone who used a sigil to cure um, her grandfather's uh, liver cancer. Now, uh, this is something I'm going to probably make a video about on YouTube, so I'll just say it shortly here. Um, I got nothing against the Thunder Wizard. And I've learned lots from him, and I've never went against his system and talked about shamanism and say it doesn't work or anything like that, because I don't believe in bashing other people's systems. Now, I think anybody who is out here trying to teach and say what they're doing, especially if they have bad experiences with, let's say, uh, Judaism, Christianity, or anything like that, they may have told people that they have to remove that programming from themselves to perform successful magic and maybe they get into rants on what's bad about specific religions or what no and I'm definitely um I'm definitely um guilty of doing that such thing as well but I think I'm going to be done listening to the thunder wizard for a while cuz I put on his uh newest episode which was I don't know how many hours ago now but it was today or last night and he was going through four different types of magics and he's bashing on Western magic, which he says he doesn't know much about. And then he starts on to chaos magic and he starts saying how you make, tearing your statement into the letters and the symbols. And he's talking about how it's too intellectualized and, and this is Christianity's fault and it's not, it doesn't have to be that complicated and this and that. And, you know, I can go into multiple ways on how he's wrong about that and how using his own videos to talk about why he's 
making more paradoxes because you know he tells people that the ego is a good thing and we have a conscious mind for a reason and we have to use our conscious mind and we have to take action yet in this video he's saying the opposite that they're too intellectually lies thinking and and that's not how you perform this stuff and it's more work than it's necessary but you're about to listen to a girl who made used the archangel Raphael sigil and looked at it i don't know how many times maybe twice maybe once or twice i complete faith let it go and removed three out of the four tumors from a grandfather now that doesn't seem that fucking complicated i mean if anything it's very simple it's one of the most simplest forms of magic and it's not necessarily intellectualizing anything because you consciously come up with the intention you want even if that intention is not something you should be going for whatever the case is which will provoke if it's something you shouldn't have and you don't put enough energy into it or whatever the case, you're going to learn a lesson from it no matter what. So it's still going to lead you to your path ultimately in the end by even asking for something you don't need. But you're actually using an artistic form. So you're taking these things and it, the sigil process is a creative process, which is nothing intellectual about the creative process. People that are very artistic that make pictures are not intellectually making their pictures. That's not what happens. So you take your letters and you get rid of the vowels if that's the way you decide to do it and you get rid of the double consonants if that's the way you decide to do it and then you either put it up in your house for your subconscious mind to see it all the time and other people to see it to give it energy so that it gets created on the astral plane and then it comes down here is one way to look at it or just by repetition of you seeing that thing every day for 21 days over and over like a fucking um, affirmation it gets into your mind and then it plays out into your world once it's been created somewhere else another way of looking at it there's nothing intellectual about that grant morrison has this thing on stage where he talks about uh, sigil magic is the simplest thing you can do i am grateful for receiving the sum of five thousand dollars and you turn that into a symbol then you can place it in your room where you're, if you're gonna have sex or masturbate you look at it right at the point of orgasm and it goes right in your mind or you can use the pain route and you can also leave it up and then you burn it from this existence so it's no longer in this plane and uh, assuming you created enough energy in the astral where it now exists simultaneously, then nature will make that come down here into this realm. And that's this, one of the simplest ways of doing magic. So he starts going off about how it's intellectual and you don't need it. And, you know, he even said there's a, uh, Odin it has aspects to Mercury, but he isn't Mercury, but he's the intellectual mind, the conscious mind. But yeah, he's saying the conscious mind. So I don't want to bash the Thunder Wizard. And I, I never, even whenever I was against him and all out proved him wrong and showed why he's wrong and used examples, because everything I say, I can back up. So if I tell you that, um, like, oh, I think earlier on in this, I said you can go back in your memories and you can uh, change what happened. So if you were being abused as a child or you abused somebody, you were a bully at school, you can go back in your memories and you can go there and... Every day for your 21 days at the minimum, more would be preferable. Pretend that you never did those bad things to that person. Well, something will start to happen. And you can say, oh, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. But this is a process that psychiatrists, psychologists will make you do when you're on the fucking couch. They will make you go back into your memories where the trauma is and they will make you change the outcome that happened. And by doing that, it changes your feelings upon yourself. Even if the person that harmed you is dead and gone or you harmed is dead and gone, this will change the outcome. Does it actually change reality? Does it actually change what you did in the past? No, but it helps you be able to get to a place to forgive. And I'm not completely 
completely convinced that it doesn't change reality because the reality that is deep embedded in your subconscious is what's playing out in your life. So if you change the past things you've done within your mind, well, then you change your future within your mind, which changes the reality that you are going to make out for you. So everything I say, I can fucking back up. But he talks in circles and I'm not trying to bash him, but... You know, he even goes on record and says he used to be a Christian walking around saying, do you know the good news and all that? And we all know that Christianity will go around saying magic is of the devil. Shamanism is of the devil. All witchcraft is of the devil. Judaism is wrong because they only use the Old Testament and they don't believe in Jesus. Um, Islam is wrong because, yeah, they use the same book as us, but they use different names. They call demons jinn or genies, genies being plural, jinn being singular. Um, And, you know, they have Sharia law, which there's a type of Sharia law in the Bible that Christians use and either the same or worse. Point is, he's going around doing the same thing. So instead of talking about his tradition and why his tradition is good and telling you why you should pick his tradition, he wants you to believe that all the other magics that you can do within yourself for free or from other people aren't going to work. This is why, and this is why his is good. So this video, and I'm not all his videos, and I've seen him be very humble and really seem like he's trying to help people. But I don't think I can watch it anymore because more and more I get the feeling that he's just trying to make people that watch him think that if they're doing some type of magic that isn't of his system, that they're fucking wrong, and his is the only fucking right way. When... And I don't know, and I've never done his traditions, but I know he preaches action above all things and different breath exercises and whatever. So he's telling you that to make a sigil is too complicated, which is the simplest thing in the world. Depending on how often you do it, it takes no more than two fucking minutes. But he's got a whole practice that you have to pay and go watch him. And you got to do a morning exercise, afternoon exercise, and a nighttime exercise, plus all these other exercises. But that's not more complicated than simply making a sigil to get in the subconscious mind and start changing reality. Or reading a book and following the curriculum within your house which means you got more time you don't have to watch his videos pay for his videos plus do the exercises on top of it so his logic makes no sense and i don't like bashing him and i'm not trashing his system because i think that's a problem i don't i make videos for anybody within any magical system because i think the ideas i talk about are universal whether you're doing a type of witchcraft a type of hoodoo, whether you're a Luciferian, whether you're a shaman, whether you're just a simply new ager or a Christian trying to pray in a new way, you can use the concepts on here that I give out to impress on your subconscious mind, where somebody like him goes out there and says, all these fuckers are wrong and I have the right fucking way. And there's something deeply wrong with that line of fucking thought. Now you can learn from him and I believe he does have something to offer, but I don't think listening to those videos are going to help your magic in any way. If anything, he's going to get in your mind and make you think you can't manifest your reality unless you follow his shit, which means he gets more money in the end. And I don't think that's why he's doing it. I don't think he's conscious of why he's doing that, but nonetheless, and like I said, I've bashed him. I've projected onto him my own problems. I've done all that in the past and he's helped me see some of those issues within myself. But at the same time, by him going out there and making fun of every other system, saying why those are wrong, instead of saying why his system is right or why it works and just, you know, uplifting his own, his own system and tradition. And he doesn't want to do that because he wants you to pay to learn his tradition. And I get that. But to come out there and just shit on other systems that are meant to help people find their power is sick and wrong. Because not everybody can just go pay for a magical system. 
He's a single man living by himself, not married, all the way in Australia for whatever reason, whether that's his passion or bliss or he's a psychopath because they can't stay in one place for too long. They got to keep moving on. And I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just, you know, maybe I am trying to make that the case. I don't fucking know. But the point is... He can go and buy and do whatever he wants. He doesn't have people beside him judging him. And it's easy for him to say, well, if your family judges you or doesn't want to give you the money to do magic, well, then just leave your family. Well, it's not that fucking easy. Not if you have um, responsibilities and you got to take care of people and you have to have a job until you figure out your passion so that you can pay for your responsibilities. Well, you can't just do those fucking things. You have to find ways around it. And there is enough information out there within my videos, within the people I promote on my videos, within the book I promote, that you can transform your entire fucking life for free. And I don't think he likes that. And I don't want to be the type of person who brings the agent information down by getting people to not pay for information. But there are basic things you need to start doing even before you start someone else's tradition, such as banish, reject, deny all the bad thoughts that come into your head because they will play out. You will give them energy. They will be created and they will fucking manifest within your life. And no matter whose system you pick up, that is useful. Okay, so if you don't want to do lesser banishing to help the other part of you that's in a different realm be free from anything evil or anything that can harm you, then that's your call. But that is a useful practice because that's what exactly what it does. And I'm sure you can find variants of that in other systems. But the reason intellectuals intellectualize, use their conscious mind that's been developed over many years to get us to where we are today, smart as fuck as a species. We develop this system because it's a great system that will help you on every fucking level. Now, you don't have to use the system. There's many other systems you can use if it's too complicated for certain people. If they can't understand it, if it's too hard for them, then they can do a simpler system. That option is there and work your way up. But I'm trying to tell people why these things work and why they're powerful. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Why it will help change your life. And I do it free of cost because I don't think I'm at the level to be able to charge people for teachings yet because I haven't been doing this long enough. That being said, I learn as I also speak and teach at the same time. And when I come across somebody who's dissing other systems like a priest, like a pastor, like somebody who says, we have the way, if you're not our way, well, then you're not a human being and we have to kill you, which has happened in history. So that's my little spiel. I'm going to make a whole video about it and it'll probably be my last video ever about uh, Thunder Wizard, but that's all I wanted to say. Sigil magic, after you hear this testimonial, whether sigil magic is simple or let's say it even is too intellectual and too hard, 
Maybe it is a, a harder process to do. If you can cure three out of four tumors in your dying grandfather with a simple sigil, I mean, that's even if you don't think it's simple. Well, I think it's a hella, hella good risk. And it's damn worth the time. If you don't understand your spirituality, if you don't try to understand it at a conscious level and get it into the subconscious, well, then what the fuck are we doing this for? Anyways, let's get back to the show, shall we? the transformation sigil then i would say also the opposite like and um, i transform the i'm grateful for pluto saturn the moon and mars for transforming this the energy this harmful energy into healing loving to energy whatever the case was i mean i think it was two days ago i actually really did the healing thing for everybody in the family but point is you do these things, and I have ultimate faith. Everything I put on a candle, I know it's going to happen at some point, you know. And that's why it's like, it's sporadic, you know. On the fucking Venus and Jupiter days, I do money things. When the moon is, like, you know, like in the waxing, I'll invoke money to come to us. When the moon is waning, I'll thank them for, um, for her Jupiter, I, for him expanding my my discipline and ability to save and not splurge you know what i mean when it comes to saturn it's easy for the banishing when it comes to invoking it's i'm so grateful for having for being able to how would i say that i'm having a hard time thinking right now everybody just so you know i'm pretty tired too but so basically, so let's just start with the moon. The moon, subconscious mind, it's water, it's emotion, okay? And she's the astral plane. So if I wanted to, if it had to do with healing, what would I do on a Monday, okay? So if it was the banishing part of the moon, I would say grateful for the moon. Not allowing, banishing, rejecting, denying all illness, disease, sickness, infection, harmful energies, entities, ideas, thoughts, entering in my subconscious mind or me having an abundance of those emotions then mars day is the fire so you can invoke archangel raphael also with mars because that's protection but mars is fire is action so you know you can say you're grateful for all the great action taken to thank you for allowing me to take action and heal my body meaning like if you need to work out if you need to start doing the salts if you need to start doing dieting if you need to you know be able to actually take action and say i'm not gonna eat that chocolate i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do that or straight up invoke archangel fucking michael to fucking protect you from those energies as well and be able to fight them off and if it was you know the waning part of the moon Banish those things away, take any action to purge, to get these things out of you, to find out what you need to do to be the soldier and listen and take orders. Uh, if it was Wednesday, Mercury, well, Mercury, like I said, Archangel Day, baby, I like to invoke a lot of thoughts, a lot of mental fucking abilities, but if there's a healing thing that has to be done, well, if I'm far away from Mercury Day, well, I go into Mercury Hour and I do my thing like that. However, if it's Mercury Day and I'm doing a healing, it's, you know, if it's invoking or banishing, I'm banishing the thing out of the body. And that's the thing. If I need to do both, 
I like to talk about the transformation schedule. So, waning moon, waxing moon. If I need to banish someone's, if I say I feel the need to banish someone's, my daughter's got an infection in her throat. You know, I banish her infection and I invoke healthy cell growth in her throat, something to that effect. Um, you know, and then I said Jupiter and Venus. You know, she's Earth. She's the element of Earth. So. Anyways, I think I'm just going to end it there because my wife just asked me to come in if I'm almost done. I kind of want to get some tonight. I still have to record the freighter video to put it after this. But anyways, I am pretty happy because that's the greatest news I could have got for my oldest. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. That wasn't the intention of my video. It's just something that happened while recording this video that I just randomly talked about healing. So, but thank you for everybody for uh, watching and tuning in. And I hope you all have a great fucking day. And, you know, take the advice, don't take the advice, but it's all up to you. Remember about the astral thing, you know, you got to put whatever you want to manifest. You got to put a lot of energy, focus into that. And part of that is cutting out, focusing on other things. So you can focus on this thing over and over in your day, a hundred times, right? You look at it, you kind of just like, oh, I got to do this again. I got to do this again. Forcing yourself to do it, which is better than not doing it at all. Force yourself to do it is better than not doing it at all. However, then you go whenever you're finally done, okay, and you go watch you throw your emotion into some fucking conspiracy shit. Well, which one is going to manifest faster? You know what I mean? So if you're really serious about it. Anyways, thank you for tuning in. Have a great fucking day, y'all. Uh, I was going to say something stupid. I just stopped myself. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Have a great fucking day. Good Peace way in. to share. It made my day, and this is what I live for. So I wanted to put it in its own video and share it with everyone as soon as possible. Well, it's fresh. And just when I think that the testimonials can't top some of the ones we've had in the past, along comes probably the best one we've ever had. They keep getting better. But before that, I need to remind you that this is the last chance to get in on the laws of magic. After tomorrow, March 28, 2019, at 4 p.m. Central Time, when the next lesson goes out, it will be too late to get into the series. And even though I'm going to make every effort to make it available again in the future, I cannot guarantee that it will be. And if it is, it won't be for another six months to a year. So strike while the iron is hot. If you've ever been thinking about taking the laws of magic, now is the time. So with that out of the way, let's get into this testimonial. Hello, Freighter Xavier. Sorry for the length, but it's a good story. So I thought I'd share some positive feedback with you regarding a sigil you shared. I haven't really worked with sigils yet. I just purchased Manifesting Reality today. But when listening to your program, you reminded me that they work best when forgotten. Well, let me tell you. On one of your YouTube videos, you shared a sigil you've used for healing, and I took a screenshot of it for reference. Now, I've been manifesting my own reality my whole life, a knowledge I seem to have been born with. And I've gotten pretty good at it, especially when done through meditation and repetition, kind of like what Bob Proctor talks about. But while I do get results, they often take long periods of time. So I decided sigil magic may be a great tool to get a better result. Here's the bad turned good news. Found out in November, my dear grandfather, who is otherwise active and healthy, was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. Three inoperable tumors metastasized. In January, I took the screenshot of your sigil and decided I would take a few minutes and meditate on it, feeling the joy and gratitude of my grandfather being healed and healthy. 
I was truly overcome with emotion, tears and all, while focusing, meditating on the sigil. Then I let it go and totally forgot about it. All the steps that we've talked about on this channel, focusing on your sigil or your candle or your water, whatever type of magic that you're doing, focusing and visualizing the outcome of your intention while cranking up the emotions, feeling that gratitude, and at the end, letting it all go, putting it out of your mind completely, following the law of least expectance. And she did all this. So what happened? Well, jump forward to last week. I learned that when my grandfather went back for further testing, not only could they not find cancer in any other part of his body, but two of the three tumors are gone. Gone! <laughs> the remaining tumor is 100% operable, and once removed, he will be completely cancer-free. Just this week, they did a procedure to expand his liver so it will be able to accommodate the loss of mass when they remove the tumor. Isn't that amazing? That shouldn't even be possible. Stage four, turning what should have been a death sentence into a complete healing. But wait, there's more. Also, two days before he was originally supposed to have the liver expanding procedure, he had a heart attack, which required a stent. It ended up being a minor procedure done while he was awake. But had he not had it when he did, he would have likely died on the table while getting the liver procedure. That heart attack basically saved his life. The liver procedure done this week was very successful, and my family is looking forward to many years with my grandfather. I'm confident the sigil played a part in his healing. Absolutely. I felt it to be so at the time. I've known he would be fine and make it through this, and it is so. Thank you for all you do. Feel free to share this story, though I know it's long. Blessed be Axiomata. And thank you, Axiomata. Thank you for sharing this incredible testimonial and experience with us. This may be the best one we've ever had. They'll tell you that this shouldn't be possible. I would have loved to see the look on the doctor's face when he discovered that most of the cancer was gone. An absolutely incredible story. You did everything right and it paid off big. Not only did you go through the steps as mentioned before, but you also declared your unwavering faith at the end. 100% absolute certainty that your grandfather would be okay. You had no room for doubt. We've talked about the importance of having faith on this channel before. And this has been an excellent reminder of it. For it is said that faith can move mountains. Your grandfather is fortunate to have you as his granddaughter. Someone who now knows what to do. It's another case of magic making the seemingly impossible possible. And I've witnessed some pretty impossible things come to pass myself. It's when the miraculous happens that you will have absolutely no doubt that magic is real. Because most of the time when magic manifests, it happens in such a coincidental way that no matter how unlikely it may have been, there still may be some linger. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bring doubt. That's not the case when you're performing miracles and healing stage four cancer. Now, I feel like I need to put up a disclaimer for those listening that your results may vary. Because she has done everything right, including not being desperate for a result. She knew her grandfather would be healed and didn't linger on it. That is one of the toughest things to do when it comes to healing magic at a time when people are desperate for a result. Remember, desperation magic is bad magic. So this is only a testimonial of what is possible when you do everything correctly. Also notice that her grandfather still went to the doctor. I wish I didn't have to say it, but magic is not a substitute for proper medical advice. Magic is an add-on option. You do it in addition to seeing your doctor. And this is a perfect example of that because he wasn't healed completely. There was still one tumor left that the doctor needed to deal with, but the magic allowed him to do so. So action supports the magic and magic supports the action. If it wasn't for the doctors and the procedure, he would still have it. Not to mention the stent for the heart attack. And this is why magic is an add-on to your health care. It's not a substitute for it. Okay? So yeah, this really made my day. I couldn't wait to share this testimonial with you because this is what I live for. We can now say that we're saving lives on this channel. Finally. (laughs) We get to at least deduct one from our alleged kill count. It's often difficult to know exactly when you've saved someone with magic, but I think in this case, it's pretty obvious. I think that healing stage four cancer with nothing but a sigil would certainly qualify. And if you'd like to learn the ins and outs of sigil magic, the Manifesting Reality Program Complete Course in Sigil Magic is still on sale, but not for much longer. You'll only save 20% through this Friday. So get it while the getting is good. Once again, I'd like to thank Axiomata for this incredible testimony, for what is probably the best testimonial that we've heard. Grandfather, all the best and blessings to you both. And I'd like to thank all of you for taking the time and joining me. And I'll see you next time. All right, so before I get on to the rest of my show, I just want to follow up on that little intro I did for this part two, like I said. Um, And being someone who has the Manifesting Reality course by Frederick Xavier, it's definitely worth the fucking money. Now, um, the reason he made the joke about we're finally um, healing people instead of killing people is because, I don't know, I think it might have been a sigil, but it could be wrong, but someone... Um, was a friend of this grandmother who was taking care of her daughter's children and her daughter and the father of the children were both heroin addicts and she wanted her friend the person who wrote in the freighter Xavier was the friend of that grandmother's well she wanted for her to get custody of those children um, and she did magic for it and forgot it I'm pretty sure it was a sigil but anyway she did magic for it forgot about it and then those two people overdosed and died and she uh, she sent a letter in asking if it was her that killed those people and for Xavier it's, it's 
it's a dark kind of he's like you totally killed those kids parents but then he breaks it down later he's like however them staying with those two heroin addict parents how what kind of life would that have been for the kids and what the odds of those two people getting clean it's a very small percentage but there are two odds of those two people getting clean is they likely would have did that anyways so he's like but this is why you bind down the action not wanted this is why i use this transformation sigil when i'm not just doing one-way magic meaning i'm either just banishing something or i'm either just invoking something i break out the transformation sigil sigil magic you know those symbols that uh, thunder wizard was saying is intellectual like fuck off but anyways um and there is power in you using a dead language such as a rune okay you if you have that i have the rune alphabet and i used to do sigils in it all the time and the reason was i just started out and it was advice from birch using a dead language however because i did sigils so often and i can simply write things down in a consecrated book that is consecrated to bring stuff in my reality that i don't even have to make sigils anymore this is why i can just write on the candle now and it happens can you just write on a candle right out of the gate during your initiation or not even to make something happen probably but it's going to take a hell of a lot longer than me and you may not write it down correctly without having training and getting these wisdom the reason i ask for wisdom on mercury days when i'm not asking for some type of healing which receiving wisdom can be healing because you can receive healing wisdom but anyways um is so that i keep learning how to fine tune my art so once again i don't want to say thunder wisdom is wrong for shitting on other traditions and then shit all over the thunder wisdom but i'm not shitting on shamanism animism or syncretism you know being a syncretist you think you would understand how synchronicity works through magic but anyways um point is i'm not trying to shit on him as a man okay i think he's necessary i think he's good but he talks in paradoxes more than ever lately and i and i didn't watch the whole video it's a two hour long fucking video question and answer and i can already tell that his he's going to be going back and forth from western traditions chaos magic and christianity being the problem with everybody learning magic today and he doesn't want people to think that you can just say something once and manifest it and that's purely true that is true but you also can't go out there and shit on the entire chaos magic whether it's a community it's a system or whatever when it fucking works and it works well and it's one of those things that help you expand other traditions see i have a i have a part of chaos magic in my tradition that i do in my own tradition that i created myself using other traditions so my tradition is highly highly on the golden dawn system which i believe was created using both subconscious like channeling like spirits and all that and using the conscious mind to expand on those ideas while getting divine uh information using your conscious mind and your subconscious mind at the same time creating a fucking system and i think that's the best kind of system rather than using just an old system that the old people do and you don't change in any way which is not true he changes things he's said it many times that his type of tai chi and the things he does is a mix of Tao and all these other traditions but and i'm not saying he's wrong or he has nothing to offer i think he does have something to offer i just think anybody who goes around shitting on other fucking spiritualities or religions or whatever the case is and hopes to propel their religion or spirituality up so you buy their shit is just 
the wrong way to go about it and it's already what's one of the biggest problems with this world is everybody wants everybody to do what they're fucking doing everybody wants to say i have the only way follow me he says that's what jesus is doing well he's doing the same fucking thing and maybe he still has programming from when he was a christian and go doing that shit and that's not his fault and i'm not blaming him and but just for me it no longer serves me to watch his videos if he's gonna if i'm gonna listen to something that tells me my magic that already works isn't gonna work or it's too hard it's not worth the time that's not useful to put in my fucking brain and to me either he knows he's doing that intentionally to get people's magic to not work so they do his or he doesn't know it so he's just not as advanced as he says he is and you know i think both of those aren't actually true but there's times there's been two times when I make a thunder a wizard video dissing him that I wasn't told to do it. I wasn't getting thought after thought after thought of how I can say this. Okay? So when that doesn't happen, it's me coming out here projecting onto him and maybe it's he offended my programming and whatever the case is. But right now, what's happening is it's thought after thought after thought after thought of what he said in those 8 to 10 minutes that I watched is why it's so wrong and bad for you. And that's why I'm coming out here. And it's also why I said it's the last time I'm going to watch him because I don't want to build a channel or make videos all around telling people why another YouTuber or spiritual teacher or guru is wrong. Because I, I think that's what's wrong with this community. I just, I don't, I want to make people clearly understand that and I may have done it in the past too and I'm going to go forward and I'm going to try to never ever shit on another magical system again even if it is the Bible. If I think there's something useful in the Bible to take, I'll tell you. If I think there's something in the Bible that isn't useful or was there to program you, I will also tell you. But I'm not just going to say and say why these things are wrong or, you know, why have a video about why all these three out of these four magics that you're doing are wrong or the long way or too intellectual and say yours is the right way you know what i mean like i said before he doesn't want to give away all his secrets but he's given away a lot of free information on his channel so i'm not i'm not saying his way of magic doesn't work okay and maybe i do in some times in a roundabout way say his magic doesn't work but also within the first video uh this first podcast rather that i put on here which the whole video is on youtube without my added little intros and stops and all that um, I said when it came to action that if you're getting some, trying to get something in the astral, action is part of the process. Thought, action, emotion equals manifestation to earth, right? The four parts of, you know, the elements and elementals. And there's a part of spirit there as well. But that's when it comes to manifesting. You need the three to make the fourth, okay? Um, he preaches action, 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 the rest will follow. Which, for certain people, with their chart a certain way, that's how they're going to have to do it. Okay, so he is there for a certain type of person. I just wish he would just focus on teaching those type of people the right way they need to do it rather than shitting on other traditions. Because to me, that's just not good. It's not cool. It's not going to help anybody. If anything, everybody who's got a magical tradition out there, unless they're an absolute fucking fraud, which maybe that's why I'm doing this. I don't know. But unless they're an absolute fraud, we should just have each other's back. If we're teaching spiritual spirituality, then we should try to give concepts that we think can help all spiritualities, but at least help the people following our spirituality. Stop trying to tell everybody why not to do these other traditions and tell them why they should just try doing the tradition that we did or a variant of it because it's changed our life. 
focusing on the negative parts of other traditions is just silly. Just FYI. It's like, what is the intention of that? Why are you trying to do that? What is the purpose of trying to tell people that these things work? I've seen them work, but it's not as good as what I do. It's like, why? You know, I, and I, I've said it before in a roundabout way, and I didn't say any names, but I made the comparison to the little yappy dog beside the big dog. The big dog knows he can destroy the little dog. The little dog's got to put on a big fucking show and make himself look tough, look better, and stronger so the big dog doesn't fuck with him. But the big dog doesn't even bother because he knows it's just a bunch of fucking hot air. Well, if you didn't know, I was referring to the Thunder Wizard going out there and always talking up what he does and how he's got the right way. And when he did all these other systems, it didn't work. But when he did this, it worked just fine. And he's got the greatest way. It's like, if your system works so great, then teach the fucking thing. People will be drawn to you and the system will teach itself. It'll bring people along itself. It doesn't need you as an advertiser or fucking spokesperson for it. Or come out here and help people understand maybe the complicated parts within spirituality or if there's something being taught in new age that is wrong then try to break it down and try to make it the right way instead of just saying it's all wrong it's not what you do follow my system buy my program and you'll get it you know he even made a video saying you ever see those commercials that list all the symptoms and and take this magic pill and you're well he's in a roundabout way, he says he doesn't believe in giving you a blue pill or red pill, but he says, hey, by the way, this will give you enlightenment. You know, it's, I don't know, paradoxical and it's starting to get to me. So I'm no longer going to, I'm going to stay subscribed to him because he has helped me and maybe I will put it on YouTube and put the volume all the way down. So to give him a view from time to time, because I don't believe it. And maybe I'll come back to it later on, but I don't think it's a benefit for me anymore to follow the Thunder Wizard. And, you know, I said I might make a video on it, but I don't think that's going to be helpful either. So I'm probably just going to leave it as is. If I do make a video of it, I won't say Thunder Wizard because I don't think he listens to my podcast anyways. So he won't hear this. His fans might hear it and they might, if they're fans of him and they were subscribed to me, they might drop me and that's fine. I'm at 47 at the time of this video. So if you guys notice it goes down on YouTube, well, that's why. And it's all good. I'm trying to just say that if you do magics that he is dissing well by watching him you're going to disempower yourself because those magics work and when it comes to picking a magical system you have to go with what you resonate with not with what someone else tells you is right that's the christian way christian way is like yeah okay you might be prone to want to talk to your ancestors or maybe you think tarot cards are cool or maybe you think using a pendulum to answer questions or you know maybe you think following astrology and learning about the planets and the energies in your body is cool but that's wrong follow jesus well in around in the same way he's saying the same thing like well you know, doing sigils and implanting a suggestion directly in your subconscious by making a little picture is too intellectually hard, guys. Don't do it. Follow my three, my three um, exercises a day program and you will get enlightenment. And you probably would. I don't want to not say that, but I think anybody who comes out here and has to insult other spiritualities, okay, I mean, I think most spiritualities will tell you that Christianity probably isn't the way to go and you have to remove that programming. However, there's a lot of New Agers that are also still Christian and whatnot because they haven't got rid of that programming and they're worried about what their family says. And that's okay. 
It's something they're going to have to deal with on their own time. And I've talked about it. He's talked about it. Everybody's talked about it. We all understand that. It's not necessarily shitting on Christianity per se. It's shitting on what it's become. Or that's how I look at it. It's what it's become and what it does to people in the long run. But anybody coming out here taking other magical systems that are trying to be part of the counterculture to get rid of people being programmed by Christianity so we can start the newer generations off on a different spiritual system that empowers them rather than brings them down and makes them feel like a victim, okay? All these different spiritualities for people because all people are different is a good thing. I don't think I have the one way and I don't think everybody should do what I do. I think people should maybe read the book I read if they can. And if it doesn't resonate with them, they can try one of the people I learned from. And if that still doesn't resonate with them, well, then my system and what I do is clearly not for them. And maybe somebody who's the polar opposite of me, maybe um, Thunder Wizard, is more for them. And that's somebody, and that's okay. We should have multiple ways for people to go as a counterculture option rather than Christianity. But for someone who is. Uh, supposed to be a counterculture option that people can go to to shit on all the other options for people is in scarcity they're worried that people aren't going to pick them they're going to get other people are going to pick the other systems for whatever reason so they feel they need to come out like the yappy little barking dog and tell you why those systems are wrong Yet, he clearly said in the first little bit, I don't know much about chaos magic. The little bit I read about it, not practice, the little bit I read about it. So he never even practiced it. He read a little bit and he can make an assumption and a claim and project onto that idea to try to make you change your mind and pick his fucking system. That is scarcity. He is not in abundance. If he was in abundance, he wouldn't be worried about what people do. He would know there's enough value in what he teaches and online and the people who've done it would be testimonials and whatever the case was, he would have enough confidence in his own product that he wouldn't have the need to come out here and shit on other spiritualities. That is my honest to God opinion. And this is why I'm no longer watching somebody because I don't want to be in scarcity. So I'm not going to watch someone who's in scarcity. You become the people you hang out with. You become the people you surround yourself with. And I'm no longer going to surround myself with someone like the Thunder Wizard who is in scarcity. So anyways, I'm going to get back to the show. But first, let's play this song that uh, Frederick Xavier said would be his lead his, uh, intro. Um, but uh, he doesn't want the copyright claim or probably pay bruce dickinson for it but i don't care about copyright claims so the magician baby and the part of the song to focus on is uh throw the he says throw the future in the runes so there's power in the runes but shaman or priest it's all the same the magician is my name now how relevant is that to what i just said that the person who was almost a priest going through the ministry became a shaman well, because he thinks shaman's not too far from what he was doing and maybe it's still okay and people won't judge him and if there really is a Jesus, well, maybe he'll be okay. Well, shaman or priest, it's all the same. Fuck them both. The magician's my name.
fuck. Look at this shit. Oh, oh, oh. It's not even that big, Corey. <laughs> I've been working out a lot lately. Two days in a row, I managed to do. Like, shit. Well, pecs are sore as fuck, man. Bison tried to kill me. They're okay now, so that's tomorrow. Did legs and back today. I did shoulders. <laughs> and. Holy fuck, it's snowing. I did shoulders and fuck did I do yesterday? Shoulders and chest. Jesus. Shoulders and chest yesterday. Um, I did back and legs today. Beginning of the week to if you work out and let's say you don't want to use steroids or even if you do, you want to get big. Um, it's up to you if you want to use the creatine way or not. It works. It works well using creatine. It will give you lots of size. You get stretch marks as I did. Whenever you get too much size, we start using it twice a day um, before and after you work out. Um, an intro workout also works really well. So you can't eat while you work out because it fucks up your pump. But ultimately, if you could eat while you work out, so whether like the half an hour after you're doing a workout is very important for protein in your body as you're ripping your muscles. Like, this is lifting weights, right? So I'm not talking about working out in general. I'm talking about lifting weights. And that's what I do. I don't, I don't ever, whatever. And I do more... I don't power lift, although I, I put it in my um, I put it in my routine. I'll take one of the exercises. Let's say I do eight different chest exercises. One of those, and it's always in the middle, sometimes at the end, but generally in the middle. So I have half my... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Strength and half of it's gone already kind of thing. So, if I do... Anyways, and I'll, I'll pick one. So for chest, most of the time, it's going to be straight benching. I'm going to fucking power lift. I'm going to put as much as I can on there. And I put on 220 pounds. And I did one. And then I got stuck. And then I had to click the thing on. But when I did two, when I put it down to 200, point, what I'm trying to say is my power lift is, I don't know what the official term is or what the real definition of power lift is. What I'm saying is I generally do a circuit kind of training. So I work out. And I'll do like two exercises at once. So if I'm doing less triceps and biceps, maybe I can. Uh, I, I I generally isolate the muscle. I'll do one and then the other one, but it depends on my mood. Let's just leave it at that. But I'll do kickbacks, tricep kickbacks, uh, like on the bench there, where you're leaning over with your left hand over your head and kickback. And then I'll sit down on the bench and I'll have like you know an 80 or a 90 pound going like that. That's what I mean. And I'll do them like within 30 seconds of each other. I go very fast. But when I do the power lifting right in the middle, it's kind of like a break. And I just go as much as I can. Fucking, ah, you know. So I don't do that the whole time I work out. But I'll add one or two of those there. Because I'm looking 30 years old. I'm not a big, big guy. I'm like 5'10". Um, but I, I've got a nice muscle tone. Um, and 
and so I want to maintain my nice muscle tone. Like I said before, um, in your 30s, mainly for guys, because I'm not a girl, so I don't know, but I know for guys, whatever size you are from like, I don't know, 30 to 35, let's just say, it's going to be very broad, um, that's the size you're going to be for your entire life. Now, you can still change that, but whatever size you are then, it's going to be easy for you to maintain. So if you maintain a slimmer look, a bulkier look, you know, a cut or a muscular build, or if you're overweight, whatever that is, it's going to be like your default because your, your metabolism will slow down. Your stomach potentially can shrink too, depending on your appetite. But if you're just eating regular, regularly, then yeah, your stomach. There's a few good books on this, if I can remember. I will um, put them on. Why the girls need to stop pants? Huh? So I came to her too, she's like, it was so weird. I forget what she was doing, but how she was waiting for me to her. She told her husband that it was snowing, and he looked at it, he's like, no, it's not. It's like wherever he was. She's like, I'm looking at the backyard now, and it's just coming down like crazy. Huh? Well, all of a sudden, I was driving out there, and saying, he asked me where I was, and I'm like, well, I was snowing so much, I couldn't see. But I stopped, and I was waiting for it to stop snowing at the store. start to slow down your metabolism and whatever size you are now is going to be the size you can stay forever meaning if you get to a size that you like and you're happy with which by the way should be the point your best bet is to change your mindset and be happy with the way you look regardless be grateful for what you got and then you'll get better things that'll come even when it comes to how you look and all that you'll get better results and better things come but anyways so this was told to me by my father-in-law, and that's why I looked up to see if he was right, because he spent a lot of time in jail, and he told me that your 40s, he's like, you're going to realize how strong you get in your 40s. He's like, for some reason, he's like, I don't know, I don't get it. I forget what he said. He's like, in your 40s, you're going to realize how strong you are, and people in the 40s, like, they'll play a lot and all that. He's like, but there's a lot of guys in their 40s that have more energy than they ever have, and they have more focus, and be able to focus on projects and all that. And I figured that one out. He said, but in your 30s, he's like, that's whenever you're going to... Um, your metabolism is going to slow down and stop so you can maintain whatever size you got. I'm going to fire off the concept. Um, off the topic, I'll close a couple of little thoughts here. So, if you don't want to do steroids, because... that one out except but in your 30s he's like that's whenever you're going to um your metabolism is going to slow down and stop so you can maintain whatever size you got much far off the concept um off the topic i'll close a couple of little thoughts here so 
if you don't want to do steroids, like I was saying, start your workout week with your legs. It pushes the testosterone up from your nuts, from your legs, whatever. I don't know all the science behind it. Look it up, but I know it's true. I've heard this from guys at the gym. I've heard this from the trainers at the gym. I've read about it. When you do your legs, it pushes up the testosterone. So ideally, if there's a part of your body that, for me, my chest, I need to get my chest bigger. But let's say you want big buys, tries. First day, do legs. Next day, since you pushed up your testosterone, maybe it's going to be, this is how I think. This could be inaccurate. This is not something I read, but the next day is always the workout I want the part of the body I want biggest because I just figure push up my testosterone so I have more testosterone there, whatever. Um, I was talking about intro workout as well. This is good because it shoots protein in the muscles as you're working out. That's what intro workout does. You drink it before you work out and as you're working out, it feeds the muscles protein while you're working out. And that's why it's very good. It really helps and it also helps you be able to stabilize and last longer while you work out. And that's why I said that one as well. So, um, I used creatine when I was younger, and I got really big really fast. A lot of water in your muscles, though, when you first start. But then that stables out, and then you maintain what you have if you keep working out. But like steroids, you lose a percentage of the muscle mass. So the cheaper the steroid, the more muscle mass you lose, meaning you know, your body sustain on or just D-balls. Well, you're going to get big fast, but then you're going to lose, like, 90% of that and only maintain 10% of it. Something to that effect. Maybe it's 80, 20, I don't know. But if you do something like growth hormone, like Will Smith, I think, is on record saying he used growth hormones to get taller. Well, that's like $600 for like a small dose. Yet you can actually get taller. Your bones will actually get bigger. You maintain that is all I'm saying. So, But I'm not saying you should do steroids. I'm simply saying you make sure you know what you want. And don't just be impulsive and decide what you want you know, on a whim because you can fuck up your whole life if you do that. This is why, you know, we act before we think. Well, part of what I do in my tradition is learning how to think before you act. Learning how to reject, banish, deny, being conscious of those thoughts that control you. Your negative self-talk or positive self-talk. Being aware of those thoughts on a... We started fighting with each other, so I had to edit my last little part there. You saw, and I started saying, "Who the fuck are you swearing at?" <laughs> um, fucking kids, man. I'm telling you. Oh, but can't. Well, anyways, I want to talk about that. Last night, my oldest went somewhere. We had to pick him up by ten, and then he ended up sleeping over there. So we went out for nothing. But my wife wanted to stay up because I was gonna have a few drinks. Um. There's really, I, I always have rum in my house um, for a couple old witchcraft things. Paulo, potentially. I don't know. Maybe even Santeria. No, Santeria. Anyways, I don't know. But there's something about rum. My grandfather loved rum, too. Um, so his this Coke and rum was his thing. But um, I can drink rum. And uh, I don't get tipsy, per se. I mean, I'm sure if I drink, like, a 40, that'd be a whole different ballgame. But... I finished a Mickey, and I'm not propagating. Uh, oh, drinking, and I'm not saying drinking is cool, and you should take up drinking rum as spiritual. I'm not saying any of that. Trust me. Don't drink more alcohol than you have to. But if you're of age to drink, 
I think you should, from time to time, have a drink. A little bit of poison each day is better than, you know, having a drink for some reason. You get kidnapped by some fucking people and they tell you, drink, motherfucker. Well, you're going to wish you had practiced drinking. Um, in the same sense, you don't want to drink every day either. And you're so much that your liver can't handle it and it fucks it up. So, something to be said about that. But anyways, when I drink tequila, let's say, it's fucking, uh, it's intense. Body buzz, great mood. Very, definitely puts me in a better mood tequila than any other alcohol, but I get tipsy off of that. Um, rye, gin even, um, some brandies, um, same thing. Rye is like, me and my friends call it the devil's juice. We always seem to want to fight fire water, as our native buddy would call it, um. But when it comes to rum, I can drink rum, and sometimes, like, four shots deep, and I know how it works. Like I said, well, how it works. As soon as you pee after drinking, okay? So, like, if you already have to pee and you start taking a drink, well, not so much then. But the next pee after that that you were, if you were to take, then you would have to, um, then the alcohol gets in your system at that point. And if you haven't had to pee or you just peed and you start drinking shots, well, then that next pee after that is going to release the first ounce into your bloodstream. Um, and not into your bloodstream, but to be filtered into your liver, let's say, something to that effect. There's a, I can't remember exactly what I learned, but I learned this in college. And your body can only pr uh, process one to one and a half ounces per hour. Now, some people might be less than uh, an ounce. Some people might be almost two ounces. But generally speaking, the average was one and a half or one, which is why your standard drink is one to one and a half ounces of alcohol in it. Because, you know, the people know one drink an hour. It's when you start serving people. And if you take a smart serve test, you learn a lot of this stuff about how many drinks. If this person's coming to get five drinks within one hour and they downed them all, then you got to start looking at cutting them off and stuff like that. It's part of the course, you know. And this is the reason for it because your body, what happens is these things, I'm not saying if you drink five drinks in an hour that you're wasting alcohol because you can only process one. You process one at a time. So if you had five drinks, well, you're going to have the effect of that one ounce for the next five hours. Um, and this is why people will feel fine, be okay, and all of a sudden just kind of just stick up the bathroom and that's it. That's why people say, wait to break the seal. Because when you start drinking alcohol, you pee faster, which means the faster you pee, the more it's getting in there, waiting to be processed by your body. But just because it takes an, uh, an hour to process the shot and a half doesn't mean there isn't other effects. So that's just a little bit about alcohol. And, you know, I do believe there's something there for the reason why alcohol is called spirits. I think there's something there, but I don't think it's like evil spirits waiting in the bar to take over your body and make you do bad things. I think you're more likely to do bad things if you're drunk, but you're also more likely to do really good things when you're drunk. Get all happy, drunk, and love, and have sex, and make babies. I mean, that's technically a good thing. Depending on where you sit in society, you might think that's a bad thing. You might think it'd be more productive and better for society to go out there and fight rather than fuck. But I will start right at F. Um, but anyway, so I'm having drinks last night and we put on, uh, I stopped drinking at this point. I, I took one shot and I stopped for a while because five hours later we had to do so that I, I do a meditation and all that. And I can easily, you know, combat 
the feelings of being drunk, like meditation, mudra breathing techniques, I barely felt it. Like I said before, I've fought off the paranoia of amphetamines, like almost three years ago now, whenever I did try it, and it successfully worked. I went from being all, oof, if anybody who knows who's ever done an amphetamine or something like that out there, like Ritalin, let's say, or cocaine, even this falls under this classification, anything, maybe smoke pot and you get paranoid after so much. Well, that feeling I was able to get over by straight up breath work. I was able to get myself out of the sympathetic nervous system and into the parasympathetic by controlling my breath and doing special breath techniques this is why it's powerful for people uh, women who are pregnant and so on and so forth um so point is i I, I battled it i went and drove we drove for like two minutes barely even far from our house and then you know he called and said he's sleeping over or asked first we could sleep over and then we said yes you can sleep over so that kind of worked out and then went home and I drank and I was able to drink the whole Mickey and barely feel any effects from it. And then I'm not saying like I would do that and I'd go drive because no, I've made that mistake. I drank and drove and you could look at it like, well, I took a shot and five hours later you drove. Well, you know what I know that hour, like I just said, that's why I, why I pre I started this whole thing with what I said. I mean, it got processed first hour, say two hours after I was processed. I peed it out and then I ate food. I had some caffeine and then I did a meditation and I did my breathing work. So I brushed my teeth, obviously, and all that. And like I said, it barely drove. So maybe that was my bad. And maybe that was the universe's way of saying, Corey, even though it's only one shot and you might not feel it and your motor skills haven't been affected, you still shouldn't be driving. And fair enough, man. My wife was falling asleep. So, and you know, it's one of those things that I'm not going to make that mistake again. I don't have, I have a little bit of room in the house, but it's for the spirits that I work with. Um, so, you know, it's not for me. Wish around my mouth, spit it on a pot of dirt kind of thing. Um, that's what I do right now. It's a type of uh, sympathetic magic. I can't really get into that. Something I learned from Frederick Xavier on a paid program, so I'm not really going to get into that here. But all that's to say is we're watching Dawson's Creek, and, you know, maybe it's because I'm, I think I tend to look at correspondences and try to find occult knowledge in everything I watch. Maybe it's because I was drinking, but first to third episodes of Dawson's Creek were amazing. So one of the first things Dawson says, because he's a big movie fan in the show, loves Steven Spielberg. And he tells Joey, his best friend who's badly in love with him, because they're both hitting puberty. He wants another girl and she wants him, but they're too much of friends for him to ever do anything, whatever the case is. Uh, he says, you know, all the universe's mysteries are in Spielberg's uh, productions, movies. He's like, if I need a question, I have a question I need answered in my life. I'll put on a Spielberg movie and it almost always becomes the right movie or I'll put on Spielberg movies until I get the answer. Some of that effect is like, and I'll get the answer out of it. And, you know, I think that comes with the witch mind, magical mind, shaman mind, ceremonial magician mind, whatever you want to look at it, you know, fucking new age mind. I think it's a certain uh, mindset that you have with that and you can pull things out of anything, which is my argument with the Bible as well. I think the Bible is grounded and, and actually predates the stories that are supposed to be the Bible stories. So I think these are stories that were redone from an older tradition. But, well, the Old Testament especially. But even the New Testament has stories that are in the Old Testament. Um, it's within the same book. Uh, I think there's a couple precursors to Jesus in the Old Testament. Um, the prophet stories, a lot of them seem to be similar. Like Moses, for example, he had the fucking Pharaoh... At the time, wanted to kill all the babies, so there wasn't a big uprise in the Hebrews. 
So family sent them away upstream, came and found them, right? It's not necessarily the Jesus story, but the um, genocide of, yeah, there's an actual specific name for male baby genocide, but I can't remember the name for that. But that, that plays out in the whole Mary and Joseph thing. And, you know, Mary is Jesus' mother, but it's a different father, right? Joseph. So you can see these things kind of echoing in these stories. But all that's to say is that first thing really struck me what he said. And there's so many things I could draw on. And, you know, like I told my wife, I'm like, that's why I watched Dawson's Creek when I was a kid. Because if you listen and watch the show, how these 15-year-olds speak. Like, I have a 15-year-old in my house. He doesn't speak anywhere around the same language as that. And obviously, they weren't 15 when they were doing this. They were, I think, 17 when they were playing the 15-year-olds. And, you know, 20 when they are playing the 17, 18-year-olds. Something like that, depending on the actor or actress. But it was appealing to me because it's like, I don't talk like that, but I would like to talk like that. So I watch that show. And, you know, I don't use a ton of big words, but I use more than most. I'm always a few years younger than me, and my sister's a few years older than me, and I talk way different than both of them. I do talk with a certain... When I'm speaking of something, I try to use the most complicated word to describe the thing I'm talking about, always. I don't ever just reach for small words. If there's a small word to grab, if there's a word of equivalent that I know, I will use some more bigger words to make me sound smarter. And, which is part of hypnotic language patterns as well. Um, and here's a real easy one that I've mentioned before. When it comes to hypnotic language patterns, there's this technique you do. Um, and it's to make people believe what you're saying. And it goes simply as this. So. You state something that's factual, and you state something else that's factual. And then the next thing you state after that is your hypothesis, is your speculation. But you say it, but because of these two things, well, this thing is obviously true. And most people won't even look it up. They won't do anything. They will just believe you. That's how most people on YouTube speak. I mean, I do it, but I tell you it's speculation when I do it. I'm not trying to mind fuck you. But that's a simple language pattern. You can use that to your benefit within your own mind. Um, so something to remember there. For anybody out there who's against giving kids Ritalin, right there with you, but right there fucking with you. I don't think it's a great long-term solution. Um, we had to do some pretty extensive stuff. I've already went over this many times, so I won't go over it again. The doctors we had on the case were very good doctors did a hell of a job. Um, my son is very impulsive, and he was hurting people. Couldn't go to school without hurting somebody. Anytime he was challenged or, you know, by the teacher even. Um, so he would have to. And we were both working at the time, so aside from, you know, one of us staying home. To, you have to, um, domestic, not domesticate, that's the wrong word, but. Melvin? You um, get your child civilized by the age of four. So him being in school and them being very civilized, doing the research on kids, how they have to be with other kids. They wanted to find a way to get him to be around other kids where he wasn't a harm to himself or the other children. So this was the route we went. We went on a different type of pill that's not as bad for you, less long-term effects, and he's doing so much better now that we don't give him, we never gave him to him on weekends, it was only for school, we dealt with him always the way he was, and 
take him for what he was with the schools. When take him, we had to, we changed him schools before we got to the point where every school said he has to be on medication. Every school board rather has to be on education because like file falls him, right? Even if you're going from English public to fucking French Catholic, the fucking file follows. And as soon as they read the file, they're like, no, you the only teachers agreed. So which really sucked that teachers get to agree that, but you know. It is as it is. Anyways, so what I was saying, last thing I was saying was language patterns. So there's many language patterns like that where, you know, A is true. This is the way the mind works with what I just said. So the person listening says, okay, well, that A, that fact is true. Okay. And the second one, B is true. So by association, your mind thinks C is true. By getting the person to think like this, something else happens. The, sub the subconscious, because the conscious is busy, making sure, okay, well, these two things are true and this is true. That shit goes right into the subconscious because you have them by their conscious mind, consciously listening to you. So the answer goes right into the subconscious. So whether they believe it or not, and that's one of the reasons why I use it with my teachings is because the things I believe in, I believe are real. Therefore, I get my shit directly into your subconscious when I speak to you, when you listen to me. And this is why you want to listen to people you can fucking trust because whether they know it or not, like I said, I studied language patterns, NLP language patterns, neuro-linguistic programming language patterns. Okay, that's what NLP is. So in case someone says, well, says language twice or neuro neurological language patterns, language patterns, that doesn't make sense. No, neuro-linguistic programming is what NLP stands for and then language patterns. Um, or it could be hypnotic language patterns. They both are very similar, but not the same. The point is, many of the ones I studied and used for my own, and that's the thing, the guy taught me, um, oh, fuck, Snyder, I just remembered his name after my last episode. I said I was going to fucking correct myself and apologize, and I forget it again. Fucking shit. Um, but David Snyder, there we go, David Snyder. He's on here. Great at, from his karate fucking, or his uh, martial arts fucking shit. I learned a bunch of shit from, like, just watching the episodes, because the way he teaches it and the things he says, I mean, everything he knows gets put into what he teaches, like anybody else. So if I was to start teaching you skateboarding... Because I, I, I like skateboarding, I can ollie, I'm kickflip, heel flip, big spins, uh, 360 flips, um, uh, pressure flip that looks like a hard flip, um, I can go over three decks, four if I really push my limits, going off stairs, I can do a lot, and I'm 30 fucking 40 years old. Point is, if I was to teach you, I would start relating how to move your feet, why to do things, to the mathematics, to the physics, to the brain, to magic. Everything I know would come out when I teach that, so that's why. But if you trust the person you're listening to, well, then you don't have to worry about them trying to mind fuck you. Because all the patterns I study, some of them are so simple, so basic, that most people are doing them and they don't even know they're doing them. Some of the best teachers is what I talk about when I say, well, Ralph Smart, the things he does, you know, the little weird fucking catchphrases and the things he says, NLP, baby, and it gets in your head. It's just by saying baby like that. I say it now so much because I used to watch Ralph Smart so fucking much. You know what I mean? Uh, we're in nature.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stick in your mind. And sometimes it makes you want to watch a person when you just say things like that. Like, I just I want to go watch your own video. You know what I mean? There's these such simple little techniques you can learn. Most people, and this is the way David teaches it, David Snyder, he says, most people want to go for the sexy language patterns. They want to learn the sexy ones, the cool ones, the best ones, how to manipulate this, that, and the other thing. But then he's like, but those are not the easiest ones and not the best ones. The easiest and the best ones are the ones that people most of the time don't know about and they work the best. It's like a cult. It's like, you know, symbolism. It's like the shit that's easiest to know. It is the shit that's the easiest to get in someone's head. So anyway, sorry about that. There's people in front of my house. I thought maybe there's someone here or whatever, but no one's here. So anyways... The easiest hypnotic language patterns are the best ones to get in your head. So uh, David Snyder, look him up. He's got everything from how to... Everything and anything. Is he a fraud? I don't know. Is he fucking... Did, you, did I learn from him? Fuck, a lot. Um, I read a lot of hypnosis and NLP books. Like I said, a lot of older ones, like 1800s and some before that. Not much before that, though. Not much. You can find before that. Um, but... Especially hypnosis. I was really into that for a long time. And then NLP is not necessarily newer, but it's newer in the way that it got classified as new. So, but the point of all that is, is these things can be useful for yourself. Now, like I said, um, he was the one that also taught me this thing that if you're talking to somebody, why, why does the therapist lay you down in a fucking uh, bed and you're not looking at the therapist? Well, they're trying to get into your mind and fix your fucking problems. Sometimes you have to go into your memories where something bad has happened to you, okay? So why does the therapist not want you to see him when you're doing that? Well, you might not go back to that therapist. Well, why is that? Well, because if you talk to somebody and you bring up happy emotions, good emotions, loving emotions, something they really enjoyed, and they're looking at your face while they're telling you that story that you got them to tell to you, asking a question like, like what was something that really happened uh, recently that was really good or fun for you? Or as a kid, uh, if you know someone uh, is really close with their father and they say, oh, say, oh yeah, my dad was so good at this. I'm like, oh yeah? Did your dad ever teach you something? Or is that where you learned a lot of your knowledge because you seem pretty good at this or whatever? Oh yeah, and they get into a story about the first time their dad taught them something and they get the feeling, father-daughter bonding, father-son uh, father bonding feeling, plus the feeling that they learned something and then they got the dad a boy from their dad. They're looking at you. They're going to associate you with good feelings all the time. Likewise, you get someone to talk about something bad, and they look at you. You're looking at them, and something bad comes up. 
Bam, same fucking thing. This is why I think I like Thunder Wizard and I like watching Thunder Wizard. But when I watched him do the fucking um, reptilian thing a while back, pretending to be a reptilian, and I watched him and I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I thought he was trying to deceive people. I ended up understanding later on what he was doing. It was a damn good plan. And I wish he wouldn't have stopped, to be honest, because I think he had a point. But I think he also realized the same thing as people are going to watch his channel, get mad at him for that. And this is one of these little techniques. If you get someone to associate you with something they fucking hate, then every time they see you, they're going to fucking get those feelings coming up. It's like something by association. I can't remember what it is now. but um, And I, I made this thing before. There was this old fucking guy at my work that I, I fucking hated me. He did not like me. I was very fast, very good at my job, but I didn't have much experience yet. And I was climbing up the ladder fast, getting to do all these things. And he would test me every fucking step of the way. Not to mention, uh, I think my first time, this guy was always on afternoons, but they asked him to go on nights two weeks in a row. And I had to be on nights with him two weeks in a row so he could teach me how to close. Well... I had to call in twice because I was ill because I wasn't used to the heat yet. My boss understood, but I pissed him off, so he really didn't like me. He associated bad feelings when he saw my face. What did I do? I learned this technique, and then I used it on him. So when we were closing on afternoons, because he closed on Fridays on afternoons, like this is way after the night thing, I got him to talk about his earlier life. I got him to talk about uh, all his past jobs and how he climbed up the ladder fast during his past jobs and how he did such a good job. Um, question after question and they thought i was crazy but it's because i never went to school i didn't know the things they knew this is what the guy bert was telling me because i asked him so many questions and if something i didn't understand i'd ask him why they did this why they did that he's like to drive them crazy and then he just fucking stopped he looked at me and he smirked like because huh. he realized that's what i'm fucking doing with him and like it was implied in what he was talking about like he hung around with the guys that knew what the fuck they were doing and was asking them questions and driving them crazy so at the same time as he realizes why i was asking questions he knew that i was looking up to him like you're the guy that knows everything here but i want your knowledge like i want to know what you know bert I, if you didn't know anything if i didn't think you were a great guy whatever this is all implied they don't even have to say this and that's what he got with that little smirk like holy fuck you're just like me and everybody knows you butt heads with people that are like you the most right so he was like huh no shit so he knew that i thought he was worth following, pissing off, and asking all these fucking questions. But in the same sense, I wasn't going to let that fuck up the relationship and fuck up my job. I made sure he, by the end of it, associated me to the point where if I called in sick, which anybody else called in sick, he thinks there's a lazy dog fucking... He's an old guy, right? He's a fucking farmer working farming job and then going to this job. You know what I mean? Working nonstop. Um, but, uh, and he actually has asbestos lung. Asbestos is bad for you. And this is one of the reasons he has asbestos lung. And it's a terminal condition, although I think, you know, I don't think a motherfucker will ever die. But point is, um, uh, he understood that I wanted to follow his ass and learn from him, but I didn't want any more negative emotion. And these are the types of things you can learn from watching psychiatrists, psycho psychologists, um, 
all these uh, books on hypnosis and NLP I'm talking about. It's so worth the read. But David Snyder can boil a lot of that down for you. Now, you're not going to get all of it like you do in the book. But the same sense, if you don't really have a good ground foundation of what some of these things are, then the books might just leave you like, uh. But in my, in my estimation, it really doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. So to me, from my estimation, it doesn't matter. So if you read the book first, if you're the type of person that can comprehend what they read, even if you don't understand it, if you still comprehend it, it still goes in. And I think everybody, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter. If you're reading something, even if you don't understand it, it's going to go in. Because I'm of the belief you can even put a fucking book, a closed book underneath your head at night and understand the shit that's inside the book the next day. I think our system, our body, our awareness works like that. There's things that your body does that you can't understand, nor will we ever understand. For example, take a paraplegic, someone who can't walk anymore, right? You suspend them over a treadmill, and their legs start to move like they're walking. The body associates things. Um, the body has a way to see, and it's not through your eyes. Your eyes interpret things, and you take over, and you do whatever. But someone who's blind, you put a bottle near them. And their hand will start to cup like they're going for it. And some of them even go grab the cup even though they're blind. They can guess your face, your hands, whatever the case is. So there's a lot of things we don't understand like that. And if you start realizing you don't know anything about that, stop thinking you know everything and allow things come to you, they will come to you. So you can read a book or even lay on a book and know the knowledge within that book without actually reading it. So if you're actually going to put the time and effort to read the book, even though you don't understand it, then you watch somebody like Dave Snyder who starts explaining these things and you understand them because he, you know, puts it in layman's terms. Well, then the other things may and most likely will start to make sense. So now on to the next part about Dawson that was highly philosophical <laughs> philosophy based um which was it nietzsche i don't know i can't remember the philosopher that peterson refers to but in one of his books he said if you gave everybody on the planet everything they wanted then after the couple days maybe a week that it takes them to know just eat the, all the cake and all the fucking whatever their favorite food is and then busy themselves with the continuation of the planet which means to let them fuck whoever they want whatever they want have all the money do all the rich things whatever drive the cars all that shit within i forget the time span but let's say i, I think it'd be probably maybe a month if you're really poor and never had these things you might be pretty good for a month but eventually you're gonna get bored and you're gonna start tearing apart the system within you what you live in within because you're just to see just put it back together just to see what happens like the dog that's bored licking itself until it's got a bobo me too I'm fucking get in front of the mirror sometimes i pop pimples until i have these big fucking things on my face especially when i was doing dope and shit like that you know what i mean you're just so you want to do something so bad that you don't know what it is you want to do and then you end up hurting yourself well i think that's a very true line of thought billy eilish has a song everything i wanted and she talks about i have a dream i got everything i wanted and i think it was a nightmare for anyone who might care she knows what the fuck they're talking about doesn't matter you can have all the money in the world all the everything you want it will not fulfill you and so the wife in dawson's creek the husband and the wife are having great sex life fucking all the time you know, very sexually active. So Dawson assumes they're having a great marriage because, you know, you see on movies that a lot of married couples stop having sex and stuff like that. So he assumes his parents are doing pretty well. And the dad's an all-around great guy. 
great father, great son, supportive, you know, cares about everybody's best interest. Well, come to find out, the mom, which Dawson calls, the mom is having an affair with her co-anchor, dude, because she's on, like, their hometown's news anchor fucking channel bullshit. Um, come to find out that she's having an affair. And then Doss, Joey finds out first, and then Dawson finds out, and then the mom realizes it, tries to tell Dawson why, and all her complicated excuses, and all this shit. He says, if you want to purge mom, purge, but you purge another wrong guy, which I thought was astounding. And that's what I mean, like, 15-year-olds don't talk like this. And, you know, maybe it's one of the reasons I talk a little more sophisticated than most of the people I know, but not more sophisticated than someone like Peterson, you know what I mean? But eventually, one day. But anyways, so... Big fucking storm, hurricane, tropical storm, something off the coast of wherever the fuck they are, wherever Dawson's Creeks is. And um, so what happens is the wife tells the husband. And after he blows up and then he has this uh, conversation right in the car, like, you know, I chose to love you the minute I saw you. He's like, but I'm taking that choice back. And that's brutal. It's hard. But, you know, what does she expect? What bitch deserve it as far as I'm concerned. And he comes back and he asks her why. And she's like, well, if you thought I couldn't get any worse, she's like, and there's one thing I love about her character, the way she played it. She didn't hold anything back. When she told him, she told him the brutal truth. She didn't try to fucking make it better, because that's the thing. If you cheat on somebody, you're going to tell them. You can say and make up all the excuses you want. You're hurting that person either way. So you might as well be brutal and tell it all. Because if you don't, it's not going to matter. And they're going to know on some level you lied to them. And how are you supposed to try to restart and retrust somebody if you built... If you're trying to build a new foundation already on some lies so that's just a little fruit for thought but yeah so so and then when she said that i was like man this girl's insane like i respect her even though i don't like what she did i respect her you know it's one of those things and then they did a great job making you not hate dawson's mom even though she cheated on dawson's dad even though dawson's dad's a great guy this is how they did it i mean brilliant writers right but anyways she says you know i woke up one day and i realized i had everything I was happy. I had a great career. I had a great creative son who's smarter than probably me and you. Um, I had the best husband, a beautiful house. I have everything. The only thing I don't have anymore is the wanting, you know, which to me comes back to the whole endorphin things, right? If everything is figured out for you and you don't have any more goals that you're trying to get to, but you're not going to have that dopamine release that you get when you're chasing a goal. You don't get the dopamine release when you achieve the goal. You get it while you're chasing a goal, a desire. So, I think my daughter's little friend's here now. But anyway, so that was cool. And her saying that. So she wanted to want. And now she sure as hell accomplished it because she wants her husband back. She wants her life back. She wants to never have fucked up so bad. And she got her wish. And that's kind of a testament to how the mind works. Whatever you focus on, you get. So if you focus on... Um, you know, fucking up your life, having an affair, and wanting something, well, that's what you're going to get. But be careful what you wish for, because that's kind of that's kind of what happens in this world of ours. And I just thought that was so fucking profound last night when I watched that. It was just so, you know, and it made me think of my own life. Well, my wife, she's got this great job. She's got this husband who is back at work, which is what she wanted at that time. She just got a brand new 2008, well, not brand new, but. 2018 leather interior fucking nissan pathfinder sl four-wheel drive you know she owns her house she's got a career she's got four kids she was losing weight she was happy so happy everything going for her but she had nothing to chase anymore
So what did she chase? Well, she thought I didn't love her anymore. And I'm not trying to play this off as that because there's so many more aspects to it. I wasn't there for her. I wasn't talking with her. All these other things. I get that. But I think there's more to it than just my lack there of being a, a good husband. I think there was a lot more to it than that. And she doesn't want to admit that to herself because if she realizes that she partly sabotaged our relationship by pursuing another man because she, because I'm right, I told her, I keep telling her, if you get everything that you want, you're not going to be happy. The only way to be happy is to realize that if you get everything you want, you're not going to be happy. But the happiness isn't attaining, defining goals and chasing those goals. And potentially finding, you know, your life passion and purpose. Something you want to do for the sake of just doing it. And then once you realize that, the money will come. But anyways, that's just something I wanted to throw out here today. About how if you get everything you want, you're not going to be happy. So use your magic. Tell your ma Get your magic to work. Two tests. First, do magic for accomplishing these little shitty things. I mean, I think it was the other day. Um, I did a spell for something and I got it. And, you know, for like an hour, it was awesome. And then after that, I was like, okay, well, on to the next spell, you know. And that's the kind of attitude you need to have. Because if you dwell on, well, why aren't I happy? <laughs> you know, it goes to pretty dark places. So, you know, you do your magic. You define what you want. You make fucking orange balls appear. Or you make, you know. And then you move up to maybe money magic. And then you try to heal maybe yourself and other people. And you get rid of your addictions and the bad things of your life. And you always have something to aim at. So you're always moving the ball forward. So it never stays still or starts going backwards. That's the trick to what we're doing here. But anyways. Um, and because don't think magic's the all, end all be all. Because even if you become somebody who performs magic on a regular basis, even within your own mind, using reject, banish, deny, or any other means, it's not going to fulfill you. It's not. It's not. It's going to be awesome to know that you can do that. But you're still going to have to find something that you love and enjoy to do just for the sake of doing. And until then, you can find that could be your passion and purpose, is finding your passion and purpose. And that will help you because every time you get another piece of the puzzle, that your subconscious or your unconscious releases to you and gets you closer to finding out what you truly want, you're going to have that endorphin release. But you can even go smaller than that. You can say, well, I want to be a good father. I want to be a good mother. I want to get my house in order. I want to buy and upgrade my house. I want my kids to have a high, good education. You can have different goals on different levels. You know what I mean? You can have the goal of getting your kids to be smart and realize whatever the fuck they want. You can have the goal of... Anyways, you can have multiple goals on different dimensions in this way. As soon as you attain one, well, there's other ones you can keep attaining, and there's new ones you can redefine so that you always have multiple goals you're going for. And this way, you always have that endorphin release, and you're always happy, and everything will come to you. But if you don't have that, then you're in a, you're going to be in a troubled place. And I think that's kind of what's happening here today. Um, another quick little story I thought was interesting. My daughter, she's nine years old. She asked me for a blue candle the other day. This is my Gemini, sun side, and ascendant Gemini. So I give her the blue candle. She asked for another blue candle. I gave her two blue candles, and then I had to give her a green one because I didn't want to use only blue ones. And then I think this is three days ago. Today, she decided to turn her little friend, it's not even for school, decided to do a project on a deity, a goddess, and they picked the moon. So after two days of having a flame burning in a room on a blue candle, 
she decides to do a project that she doesn't even have to do about Artemis or Diana, the moon, the mother, Mary, whoever you want to call it. I just thought that was pretty profound. You know, that if you want to be taught, pick a deity and start with the moon because all your magic has to go through the moon. Take the moon on as a deity. If you want to do more witchcraft than ceremonial magic, take that moon goddess on, Artemis, Isis, um, Diana. I don't think Iana, I think that's the Venus, but you'll, you'll learn some shit. She burned three candles. And now she learned everything about the goddess uh, Artemis, which is the moon. And it was amazing. She's asking me questions like, Dad, why does um, Artemis only hunt at night? I'm like, well, think about it. Why would that be? I'm like, when do you see the moon? At night? She's like, oh, I get it. And so does she sleep? Wait, wait, no, she won't sleep because whenever we go to sleep, the moon's here, but then we wake up, the sun's here. I'm like, yeah, that's your brother Apollo. She's like, yeah, no, I read about that. So I'm like, when Apollo is not here anymore, he's at another place of the earth where the sun's up. So there's, and this is where she found me. She's like, oh, so no matter what, Artemis is always out. She just rules the night and Apollo rules the day. So they're both always out just in different places all the time. Like, that's right, baby. And she's like, is that why they're gods and goddesses? Because they don't have to sleep and they live forever. I'm like, fuck, baby. I mean, you just taught me something. And I, was, I had a tear in my eye. I was like, oh, my nine-year-old, you know? It's more proof that women are just more intuitive and more into this shit than we are. But anyways, I thought that was so fucking beautiful and profound. She just asked me for another candle, so of course I'm going to give it to her, you know? Fuck. I don't even have to teach her the craft, and she's learning the craft on her own, man. She got all that from doing three candles and then one YouTube search. Like, fucking floored me, you know? I'm doing this stuff at the age of 30. She's doing it at the age of nine. She's going to beat me when it comes to power and witchcraft and magic. But anyways, have yourselves a great fucking day. Thank you for watching.